0: Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. No, <laughs> Yes, get it. <laughs> That's what I like. Perfect ten. Perfect ten. Had, to, had so, to put the bass in there. <laughs> exactly. So uh, this is choice tracks. Ah, uh, this is choice tracks, folks. Uh, where we have a theme and we pick songs that go with the theme, and then we have an album that you know we make our other follow hosts listen to. Um, so this week's theme was mine. But before I do that, let's go ahead and drop the needle on Side A. <laughs> All right. So. Um, I picked this theme for several reasons. One is because I had a song in particular that I wanted to pick. Uh, Since this is my first theme pick on the other side of 100, you know, one of our first, very first themes was albums we first owned. Uh, There was an album that I was going, well, okay. So basically the the theme is songs that have hello in it. Okay. Uh, So it can be about saying hello I'd be saying hello, it can be some kind of greeting, um, which seems to turned out a little harder than I thought for (laughs) everybody else, but I'm not sure. Um, Anyways, uh, the reason why I did this is because um, on, you know, one of our first themes was the first albums we owned. And so there was an album that I I owned because it was left behind and I owned it, uh, but it wasn't one that I bought. So I didn't do it as an actual album. And so what it was, was um, my brother had left behind the cars second album. Uh, so their first album, and I'm, I'm going to clarify. I want to say their first album was daddy. Um, oh, Oh, am I? Looking it up wrong here. Anyways, uh, so I had their second album, which came out, and the very first song on it is "Hello Again." Hello, hello again. Um, I love. So I love this album. I love this song because it's a cool way to start off an album. uh, Just saying hello again. Um, It is yeah if you ever ask me like a song that says hello this is instantly the 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 song i think of um it has the cool like 80s synth bass in it even though it's kind of like a um i want to say it's not 80s but yeah it's like 70s or early 80s i'm not sure i'll look it up but anyways um i think
1: that's 80s
0: it was an 80s it sounded like 80s so um but yes yeah, so, and i'm still not looking up the information right okay anyways uh this is the same album that have uh you might think which i like that song a lot but it i really for you know going deep i like hello by the cars or hello again so uh what did you guys think of the cars and hello i, hello
1: I think the cars are great yeah uh, uh rest in peace rick okay us stick um yeah it died 2019 that was uh yeah that was a sad time lose too many of them but uh yeah i like the cars a lot this one is like a song i've heard on the radio too but i feel like it's not played enough you know but that's that's a big hit album so um yeah if you haven't heard this yeah definitely check it out cars are great uh can't go back in time and see them live (laughs) but uh yeah i'm sure that was a hell of a show Every time they played, so.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm. Oh, sorry. No, oh, no, okay. Go uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, the cars. I'm a fan. I, I enjoy the cars. There's a lot of songs that, that I, I really enjoy by them. Um, and this is a good one. I don't think I've heard this one as often as I have other songs by, by the band, but, uh, yeah, no, this, this is a good choice. Um, you know, I, I listened to it a few times for the episode and, uh, every time I listened to it, I wasn't sick of it. And that's a good thing. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good choice. So, uh, good, good job there, Touch. Oh, I,
0: I try. I
3: try. Oh, <laughs> look at you getting bashful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I'm not hating this one by any means. This was a, a, a smooth little jammer. Um, I definitely love the cars. I definitely love their sound and how they, um, pretty much stuck in their own lane. Um, but it was a great pocket, like you couldn't get rid of that particular style. And if anybody tried to copy it, they would almost get crucified. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody knows who the cars were, and they kind of had their own their own aura, sort of like the Ramones. It was like these two could stand alone; nobody could really mess with them as far as their sound goes. And this particular song was a testament to that. And um, I'm, I'm not mad. Are you starting to show up, man? Oh, okay, pretty good. Pretty good. So,
0: yeah, and so this was off of an '84, off of. Heartbreak City is the album. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm not sure why my my stepbrother, like why he left this cassette behind. The only thing... Only thing I can think of is that like he had CandiO, which um, and he liked that album way better. And then he just didn't like this album because this seemed like a like this didn't have it had two hits on it, but didn't have as many hits as like one of their earlier albums. So yeah, that's why I felt like maybe he just abandoned it because it's it was the al- the cars album he didn't listen to the most, and then this is the one that I I know the most because I've listened to this a couple hundred times. <laughs> So, but
1: yeah, for sure. so. yeah. The cars are the '80s. <laughs> <They're>, they, <laughs> they definitely did a good job of yeah you know, making a name for themselves. Yeah. yeah, badass pick, man. I like it.
0: Okay, well, all right. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and keep saying hello to each other and, and move on to uh, Damon. What, what did you have for us? Damon?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So I went with a uh, song by Coldplay. Um, this is. Um,
0: up and up,
1: and it's off of a head full of dreams. Uh, really good album, I think. Um, I like the song because it, you know, has a good vibe. I think that whole album kind of has like a good, like, camaraderie, like, friendly hello vibe, and you know, like, uh. I think that in the song, there's like a, there's a whole chorus where you got like Beyonce, Brian, Eno, all the members of the band's kids, like in the background towards the end. I think it's like the last part of the song, but like there's a bunch of collaboration in the song, kind of like the We Are The World song, but it's just a song on their album. Um, yeah, what I like about the Coldplay too is that they really give you this like feeling of like, uh, togetherness and like world, worldly, uh, vibes like they i think they travel a lot but they're not from the states but uh yeah just it it definitely um definitely a feel good song i sort of you know can relate that to you guys my buddies (laughs) and uh you know it's it's about like new beginnings making making things new starts making things better when you know you want to achieve something and personally that's you know that's where I'm at all the time, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just being here with you guys is, uh, yeah, that's an achievement in its own. So that's, that's why I picked up and up. What do you guys think? So
0: I, I like the song. I mean, I like Coldplay. Uh, I like the song. Um, I, I, I should have, <laughs> so this is why I think the thing was kind of hard because it, I I don't, I didn't get the hello part. I get that we're together. The best I could picture with this song is like a montage of like you collecting the the band, right? Or collecting the team. Like you're going up (laughs) and you're like, all right, you're on the team now. And then you're going up to somebody else. Now you're on the team. You know, Uh, that was the closest I could get to feeling like the hello to the theme. (laughs) But I get it. Yeah. I get where you're coming from on it. But yeah, I think that. I think the theme might have been a little bit hard uh, in some cases, but... I
1: yeah, all right. I, well, I, yeah, just... I, was, I was thinking, that, like, a hello, like, new beginnings, new people. Yeah. You say hello to people that you meet, right?
0: Yeah, um, exactly.
1: New things, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I get you, I get you. That's where I was coming from with that. But... Okay, all right. So Sorry, Tosh, so... didn't do my homework well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well I you know we were getting graded, like, uh... God. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So I'll just chime in and say that um outside of your critiques, Mr. Taj, um you know I thought it was definitely a good song. It is a good song about beginnings. Um, you know, if you're meeting people, you know, you you want to put them part of your team and that's that's what friends are. Friends are a team. You know, everybody looks out for each other, folks but you have to meet somebody in order to make them part of the team. So I'm not mad at that. Um I think with Coldplay, it's uh, it's a little bit difficult because not all of the lyrics are up front. So, you know, you, you do have to dig a little deeper in order to find out exactly what they're talking about at that particular point in time. But, you know, I do get the new beginnings part and I do get to, you know, starting over trying to be trying to be fresh, trying to trying to come amongst yourself, amongst people and, and have people be like your people and i don't have no problem with that i think it, it it fit even though it's subjective i think it fit the role for what we're looking for forward. and i don't think every single one of us wanted to come out with the same theme of you know hello how are you type situation um we just did it in our own way and this is definitely damon's way right sure
2: yeah and i uh i didn't have a problem with your selection damon um i felt that it fit the thing oh, okay. as well um you know it's it's up to interpretation and then maybe it maybe didn't help that the uh the rules weren't very clear taj so um anyway you know back, <laughs> uh, okay yeah, got my back, man. yeah. <laughs> right? well, hold on that's I how you know about the song all <laughs> <That'll> um, <be, laughs> right let me let me hey, as long as you song. correct it taj i'm good <laughs> <laughs> so the song the song itself like i i am a coldplay fan <laughs> um yeah, this i think this is one of the later albums 2016. and yeah and you know the songs, the song's okay it it definitely pales in comparison in my opinion to the the stuff that they first released first came out i XMI enjoy that stuff's really good yeah i i enjoy the early stuff much more yeah. Um, you know, this maybe just seemed, I don't know, maybe, maybe too positive for me. Um, but, um, that's not a bad thing, you know? Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's, it, the song also seemed a little long. I felt like, oh, it's almost over. And it just kept going. Um, that's where you hear the but, chorus with everybody as kids, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that, but maybe yeah. just, uh, shorten it a little bit next time. Um, but overall okay. it wasn't a bad, bad song um i it, it is entertaining i am a fan of Coldplay. i just you know for me personally i prefer the the earlier stuff for sure so yeah but. in a lot of
1: ways i agree with that too but something about this album every once in a while i need something uplifting to take away the darkness
2: <laughs> so that oh yeah no that's i totally novels. get it i totally get it maybe i just wasn't yeah, yeah. in the right right mindset because i do listen to things that are encouraging mm-hmm. as well but i'm like this is too sappy for me at this very moment mm-hmm.
1: you so. know it happens to be all the time I, I i hate that too i'll be listening to something like i want to i want to listen to this song i want to listen to this album and i can't get into the good you know the vibe for that album or that song and yeah i think coldplay could be a culprit for like dietrich said what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> i know a lot of times like in interviews um, you know they're, been asked like so like chris martin's like asked what the song's about or you know where you know how did you get to that you know place to make the song, and he just doesn't want to answer a lot of it's probably personal you know i feel like he's probably singing about the stuff that i'm going through i don't know Mm -hmm. maybe he's a lot
3: cooler than me so maybe i can't really understand his stuff but yeah it's borderline artistic And when it gets to that point, especially the later albums, it's like, uh, okay, you're you're almost you're almost worldly. And when you get to the worldly part, it's like, uh, okay. Oh, you don't think they achieved well I know they've achieved it but I'm saying it's it's like the transition like okay. YouTube went th- went through that transition as well like yeah. it was a part where all their songs were were definitely hard hitting and and had had messages behind it and slowly but surely they've grown in their in their musical interpretation but at the same time it's like mm, can you, you really too? feel all of it yeah
1: you too start out fucking killing it with joshua tree
3: I'm, I'm uh, just saying it, like streets have no he, name like yes exactly but i'm saying at certain points like right now can you say of a later u2 album you know there's a definitive song that you could play 20 years from now yeah probably anybody uh I'm not saying they're not a bad band. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it gets to a point where you start to disconnect from the people that were with you before because (laughs) we expect a certain sound and now all of a sudden you're going this different path. And this different path will take you around the world and then some, but instead of (laughs) stopping your name now. Your name is now a brand, as opposed to when you first started off and it was just a new sound. I feel that sometimes I feel feel that way with Coldplay.
1: Yeah. But they're yeah, they're so they're so big and because they had the big hits at the beginning. Like you too.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: That's a Brandon's point, like this album isn't as good as the earlier albums. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could I could, I could see that. My wife hates Coldplay. Not hates Coldplay, but like she doesn't really see what I see. But oh well.
0: Okay. So we we're ready to, to move on. <laughs>
1: Oh, you <laughs> all right, oh, all this, right. The, this is the Coldplay episode guys uh, this is the Coldplay surprise okay yeah. all
0: right so um uh, well moving on i'm gonna go and greet
3: dietrich what you got for us dietrich so my song didn't fit your interpretation, but I don't get it. Uh, actually it did. I mean it,
0: <laughs> it starts. So here here's what I'm saying, I think it's a hard theme because like really you, you gotta say hello and then follow it up with something. And like you can't really follow it up with hello again. Like hello is a small thing where it's right. like its is you can say over and over again because you're trying to cope with it people don't have to cope with hello you just do it and then it's done and it's like a short two second thing and so gotcha.
3: <laughs> well then i picture bill exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right so i went with a song that was originally recorded in 1971 um by an artist by the name of Shuggie otis um he recorded the song um, for his album called Freedom Flight, and it, it got mediocre success, not not a whole lot by any means. Um, fast forward to 1976, actually 75, going into 76. Um, it was a group called the Brothers Johnson. Uh, one of the brothers just so happened to be dating Shiggy Otis's cousin, and uh, she actually introduced the two, and he came across the song. Um, he then took that song to uh. Uh, Quincy Jones who then turned around and turned it into a powerhouse made it a more funky tune uh, put some more bass and things behind it you know jazzed it up a little bit and it turned out to be one of the group's biggest hits and the group is again Brothers Johnson the song is Strawberry Letter 23
0: Hello my love I heard a kiss from you the Red magic satin playing
3: near and uh, the emphasis of this is the letter opens up as Hello, My Love. What it's doing is, he's doing it in the song, you'll listen and they'll they'll mention... Strawberry Letter 22. 22 was actually the letter that he received from his girlfriend or his love interest at the time. And Strawberry Letter 23 was just the actual songs where he's writing back to her. So um, it's indefinitely a love song um, by the poetry within the words and the way in which it moves. They just jazzed it up and made it more of a a funky kind of feel. Which actually, it was a good thing they did that because it took them to number five of the top 100. Um, they were number one in the, in the R and B singles. Um, they lasted on the charts, um, dropped down to number 54, but they still lasted on the chart for the whole year. Um, it's one of their biggest hits that they ever had. And tell me what you think. How do you like Strawberry Letter 23 by Brothers Johnson?
2: So let me, let me jump in and really quick and say, I'm listening to the song right now in my head. Um, (laughs) I have loved this song ever since I first heard it. The first time I believe I ever heard this song, it was used in Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that album, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to that CD. Um, There's so many songs on there that now are some of my favorites to go back to. This mm-hmm. is one of them. This was one of my favorite tracks on that album. Um, so when you select it, I'm like, heck yeah, man. This is great. This is a good choice, and um, it, it totally fits the theme, and it's just, it's a phenomenal song. I don't even need to hear it. I already got the beat going on in my head, and if you guys will excuse me, you can talk amongst yourself. Um, I'm just going to keep listening to the song right now. <laughs> <sighs> Well, you do that, Raymond?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm actually listening to it for real, not just in my head. Uh, <laughs> uh, best way to listen to it, I guess, for me, anyway. For me, biased, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it is kind of like it's a little bit of a, like there's an up for interpretation of what they're talking about. <laughs> there's a lot going on in this song, but it's like it's a song I've heard a lot in movies, I think. I know I remember hearing it in a movie somewhere. Um, but, uh yeah, like radio when I was a kid, it reminds me of being a kid for some reason. It's got that uh-huh. vibe to it, which I, I really like that. Um, and this feels kind of like similar to like my pick, I guess, in a way where it's like, it's uplifting new beginnings in a way. It's, uh, that's how a hello feels to me, because you don't know what's on the other side of the hello. Six months down the road, two weeks, two minutes. You can have a fist in your face in a bar. <laughs> you could be married to somebody, you know.
3: So I like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't like, like a fist you. in your face, but yeah. Yeah, I'm. Oh, married mean, to a fist in your face. Yeah, it worked.
0: So it, I'm curious. It, did you? Did have you? I know you've heard the song, but did you ever listen to the album that came off of? Because I, the only reason why I'm curious is because I think it's interesting that it starts with that little bit at the very beginning and then it changes, it pauses and changes keys. So it kind of felt like it was a a tail end of the previous song. But if not, it it kind of makes more sense. It's kind of like the letter coming in and then him writing the letter back uh, in a different key. But I was curious about that because that, that intro is super interesting. So,
3: I mainly pay attention to the song. Uh, oh, okay. I'm not even gonna, gonna act like I, I actually gone through the album. Of sorts. Okay. um I've I heard the single before I even knew who Brothers Johnson was. Oh, okay. um, and then come to find out, you know, when they actually had an earlier version of it five years prior to, I went back and listened to that one. Um, and that was the original and that was actually a more folksy type version mm-hmm. of the song. So if you want to go back and check that out again, his name is, uh, Shuky Otis. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it's definitely got a, a more you know, like, a folksy type theme to it. It's not as production wise or, or produced out. Um, but, uh, you'll fall in love with either song, honestly. Um, I just happen to fall in love with the Brothers Johnson version for more. And so uh, I think that even with the original song, that's how it started off okay um, they didn't they didn't take uh, any other songs from him it was uh, that was the only song that they purchased from him okay um, and were able to recreate and, and do something with so i don't know okay. i'll have to go back and double check though that's that's good you put me on my homework i appreciate that
0: <laughs> no i i'm just curious but yeah no it, i i liked it and like i said it, it starts out with the whole low and just continues and you're know, like yeah it, it but the song itself yeah amazing song I, i'm yeah but i liked it well I'll take it. All right. Is, is, is the track almost is the track almost done in your head, Brandon? It is. Oh
2: it is. okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> I want you to at least finish it, you know, before I, you know, came to you, you know.
2: Yeah. No, it, it's it's done.
0: It's done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So what what did you pick for a spring?
2: All right. So I I picked a song that I uh, big fan of and a lot of songs I like by this artist and the song I picked is from 1972. The song is called Hello It's Me and the artist Todd Rung Rungren. Rungren. Mm -hmm. I think I said it right. Anyway, I I was afraid I was going to really make a mistake there. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, so Todd Rundgren, that is his name. Um, This is from his album Something Anything from 1972. Uh, The song was originally written in 1967, and he wrote it after a really painful breakup in high school. And it was originally recorded in 1968 as more of a slow ballad. With his band Nas, which was a, which was a, um, kind of psychedelic rock band. And then he re-recorded it for this album in 72 with more of a, a mid tempo to it. Um, interesting to note that he's got a lot of big songs and this is his only top 10 hit, which is really surprising to me. Um, at least that's what they say on the internet and uh he was inducted into the hall of fame in 2021 uh he is a big deal uh definitely check out some other songs by him um but this is one that i've i've always loved i, I his, his sound is great his sound has always been different and interesting unique you know nobody quite sounded like him at that time and um, his songwriting is phenomenal, and I really like his voice. And I do think it hits a theme. It starts off with, hello, it's me. Um, and, uh, yeah, i um, curious to see what you guys thought. If you've heard the song before, and if you have, uh, what do you think? If you haven't, what do you think? Pretty much overall, what do you think? All right. So it, I liked it a lot.
0: It, I've heard this song before. It's one of those songs where, like, I knew the song, but I didn't know the artist's. And so, you know, it, it's nice to kind of like memory-wise put the name to, to the song. But yeah, it's an amazing song. It's very... So would you think it's Yacht Rock? Because I would kind of put this with like Sin on the Dock of the Bay or kind of like a...
2: It, I know that it fit on the adult contemporary charts uh, at that time. Okay.
0: Gotcha. So, but yeah, it, for sure. Like it's a classic song and he says hello multiple times, which is like, I feel like super rare in <laughs> most songs, but yeah, it's like, but yeah, it, it makes sense with the story that you said, but yeah, it, I liked it. So real chill, mellow vibes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. uh think else? Think... <laughs> oh, there's.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I,
1: yeah. I think that uh, this is a good sign. I've heard this before. You know, on the radio and definitely goes, it seems like it's like, uh, something that you would pick. It's the era that Brandon likes. <laughs> and I think, I think that I expect that. So I, I hope that's like always going to be the case, but, uh, um, won't always be the case, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, the slow yacht rock feels what I got from this. Well, uh, sitting back, opening up a Corona, or drinking a coffee or whatever you want to do um i don't know a whole lot from todd run run um but uh i like this one i like that you picked it so yeah it's definitely a good that's a good hello vibe where uh you can be meeting somebody at a festival or a coffee shop whatever yeah,
3: no, I I like it. I, got, I like the feel from this for sure. Um, I love the song. I, I love the fact I've, I've heard it talk about before. Um, I, I love his song. Can we still be friends? That's, that's got a catchy little vibe to it. If you want to go check that out, but um, this one right here, the piano got me right off the rip. It almost reminded me of like a Billy Joel cut from back in the day. Um, and I was just like, I just completely fell in love with it. So it, it definitely has got a good jingle to it. It's got a good feel. Um, this is right up your alley. This is in your smokestack. So this is like, yeah, I, I can see it, Brandon. This this was a great big vibe.
1: Sweet. Cool. It's got a Steely Dan vibe to it a little bit too, I think.
3: Yeah, you know, it's, you know, impeccable taste back to back. Can't get any better than that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, completely agree. And, um,
0: and oh, while boy. we were waiting there, I, I looked at, like, s- s- the other songs they did, and, and it's, like, really diversified. Like, this is different. And then, like, the third one on there is Bang My Drums All Day. You're like, that those are two different songs. And you're like, but yeah, crazy. But yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely check out more work by him. He's a very unique artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cool. All right. Well, uh, if we have nothing else to say hello about, um, let's go ahead and flip that record and drop the needle on side B. And Taj, you had some homework for us.
0: I did have some homework for you. Uh, I cringe at at having assigned this homework, but it
3: was. Thank you. Good. You should. (laughs)
0: But let me kind of explain where I'm coming from with it, and maybe it'll, it'll help. So uh, so this was uh, the band that I picked was Blind Pilot. And uh, the album that I picked was actually their first album, which is uh, Three Rounds and a Sound. Um, they were a Portland Oregon band. Uh, indie fo- uh, They were an indie folk band. Um, so they were established in 2008. They didn't last very long because like their last album was in 2016. The thing was, um, I first found them E-Music, of course. The crazy thing was like, I felt like it was Heartless Bastards, uh, uh Blind Pilot, and then, uh, uh, Arcade Fire, but the funeral album, right? So I know those are all kind of different sounds, but they're kind of like early, like first albums, and they kind of have a, a raw or kind of like a different sound, like not a lot of instruments, not a lot of projection to them. Um, and so, you know, it was just interesting that like of those three, like Arcade Fire, although Neon Bible came out the same year as this one. But like I said, in my perspective, the, I had listened to Funeral the same time when I found these two, like in that same year. So um it, i would just kind of surprise blind pilot was one of those where there were just a couple i mean i like the whole album but there's like two or three songs on here that i just love a lot and i'm just kind of surprised that they never tr- made the transition like an arcade fire into something else or made the transition like um a head the heart or you know because i know head the hearts later on of, of monsters and men is later on but like you know, that sound, you know, there's other bands that took this same sound and, and still continued with it. But um, this was just kind of when those bands like a flash in the pan did this album and then they were gone. And so th- that's mostly why why I picked them um, is because I, I felt it was an, another band that kind of goes lost <laughs> under the radar. Um, so uh, as far as this album, I guess... I know I'm, I'm rambling, but uh, it, as far as like the the song that I pick, it, there's one clear one that that stands out to me as as my favorite, and uh, that one is a Thin Red Line. That song is just like it, it's it, you know the message is it's kind of interesting. I I know. But, I mean, they're trying to tell their own truth, right? And and whether their truth is is wrong or right, they're trying to think of all the different parts to it. And so, um. But yeah, that, that's the that's my song. Is uh sorry, one red thread. Sorry, I did there. It's not thin red line. I always confuse it with thin red line. It's <laughs> I'm one red thread.
2: <laughs> wait, that's not on the album, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um. But yeah, it,
0: that's. That's what I I picked, so.
2: Well, let me, can I chime in first? Sure. Um, I want to say that I really like this song or this album. Um, You know, this is something that I definitely would have enjoyed when it first came out. And I feel like I might have heard it before. The album cover was very familiar. And some of these songs, I don't know. I I don't know if they just sound like a lot of other bands or if I've actually heard this album. But you're regardless, even if they do sound like a like a lot of other bands, I don't necessarily necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, you know, because a lot of bands do sound similar and they find success, right? And there's definitely I think you're right, Taj, in saying there are some really strong songs on here. Um and you know, I think even having three strong songs on this album should have given them more more notice than they did um you know because i mean how many bands only have a few good songs on their albums anyway and they're no different than anybody else and i don't think that there's really any bad song on here but there definitely are some standouts for sure um and i i definitely think like your your choice is one of my favorites too for sure um but overall i enjoyed it i mean it was it was pleasant and um i i enjoyed the the i enjoyed the lead vocal the the lead singer i i liked his voice you know this definitely seemed like something it seems like something that that's up my alley um and yeah overall I, I thought it was pretty good I don't know if I'll listen to anything else by them uh, or if their other albums are any good as, as good as this one but I, I did enjoy this uh, and I'm, I'm glad that you picked it and you know um, yeah put a spotlight on a band that is no longer around thank you um, so um, and my my choice song uh, is actually the story I heard oh, that that one is i think my is my favorite track on there next to the one that you picked so i'm gonna go with story i heard but no i i think this was a good choice i i, I uh, applaud you for picking something that i like that i liked so good job
3: <laughs> thank you damon you go ahead and go
2: yeah okay so i i get a,
1: a little bit of a vibe from bon ivor he came out with some stuff around that time 2008 was a tough time because you're mentioning like Arcade Fire, their early 2000s, like 2003 funeral album, and Suburbs is my favorite, but that's definitely a great album, great band. Um, So you're comparing this band to albums I, or musicians and bands I love. Um, I think a little bit of, yeah, like definitely Bon Iver is like that folky sound that I hear, but it's like a contemporary, like more modern sound you know uh so it's not complete folk but you have like mumford and sons that came out around this time they were like doing a lot of tours like you said monsters monsters of men right um they're like huge they're competing with all these bands too but um not a bad album though just a little slow it was a little slow for me i could get into this at certain times more than i could others right you know what I mean uh, three rounds and a sound <laughs> the last song I was you know sometimes I gravitate to the first or last song on an album I've never heard and that someone tells me about Right. so this is um this is where I landed it and it's all the same vibe through the album so i kind of like that it's cohesive but i also like sometimes albums that aren't always the same vibe throughout the whole album different songs give a different feel but the reason why i like that with this is because i feel like i'm on a journey with them it's a nice chill out album too i mean this is a total chill out album this is a friday night in the backyard by the fire pit you know with the <laughs> right <pesky. laughs> i mean I could totally do that. That's 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 me all day. A um, little bit of uh, some other bands, but yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely like the vibe. So yeah, overall, like I think it's interesting that you got a lot of these picks off of what was it like a CD meld? No, uh,
0: CD thing. No, it's more like a think about audio the audio book thing where you pay and you get credits yeah. per month oh, okay. and then you can buy an album. This is when you still That's buy al- albums, whether it be digitally yeah. or in the store.
1: Going back yeah. to that, yeah, was like that that would be so cool if uh, something happened with like MP3s or Pandora, <laughs> you know, was down for a day or like two two minutes, you know. I mean, I don't right. want that stuff to go away because I, I, I love it, you know, like I've grown to use all that digital is pretty good but uh yeah i like the feel of going into a store you know the order an album had a centi or something like that yeah, that's cool same goodie all that stuff so
0: yeah for
1: sure death cab death cab for, for cutie is kind of like a little bit too
0: yeah i hear a little with,
1: bit of that.
0: With the, the only the other reason why they this band stood out to me was because like comparing like funerals or, or even uh suburbs like that was a really gritty, dirty album, and and like Heartless Bastards are already just a gritty band as it is. Blind Pilot, I'm not sure why, like for as as small of a band it was, it was pretty clean. I know there wasn't a lot to it, and there was just vibe, but like the sound is like super clean. It feels like, and I'm not sure how they it's did acoustic. that. It's
1: acoustic. It's acoustic for one, right? And then they have a good studio, but then it's yeah. easier to, I think fix sound issues with acoustic. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like it.
0: Okay. But. So maybe that was it. Maybe they just forked up the money to go into the studio and make it super clean on their first album. So
1: I mean, it's studio clean, for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha.
1: There's a lot of good studios that probably don't charge a lot. Like, I have a good buddy in New York, State, new York. Um, his studio, like, I don't know what he charges. He might charge a lot, but I feel like he's good to his people. Gotcha. You know, especially newbies. Flying Pilot was new with this, right? Right, yeah, this is their first yeah. album. Young guys starting out, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool when you get someone once a hand, man. Yeah. I mean you can get studio time from anywhere from thirty five to seventy bucks, some costs hundred and fifty an hour. But really yeah. and truly if you know what you're doing when you go into it, you can maximize your time. Um, so I have yeah. seen people take true, a eight hour block. And literally complete an album and a half, and then some going through it. So it's really about your your work ethic and what you do with this. So I'm, I'm definitely not mad at it. Um, I'll chime in, and I want to chime in at the end because I didn't want the this thing to hurt so much. Um, in the immortal words of our lovely co-host Brandon, this is not for me. Um, reason why I say that is because. I, and on one side, yes, the studio sound quality is top notch. They definitely did their thing on that. On the other side, when it comes to the songs and the delivery of the songs, I can see why they did not pop. I'm not saying that they're a bad band by any means, but I can see how their chill atmosphere literally kind of killed their movement, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. Like, I can see where The songwriting is on point. I can see where, you know, the delivery and the pitch and everything is, is, is definitely there, but they don't have anything that takes them over the edge that, that takes them, that separates them from anybody else. And some of that could be, you know, post production. Some of that can be, you know, their management, whoever they were dealing with at the time. Some of it could be the label that just didn't put any kind of push behind them, um, in order to get them to where they need to be. But I, I definitely see where the songs, though they are, Good songs, they just don't have that edge in order to push them over into comparison of these other songs that are coming out from different bands mm. that are along the same style of delivery and music. Um, so, and I'll just say if I had to pick a choice track in here, um, it would be, they almost remind me of like what's called, uh, what's that group, Savage Garden? It's, it's funny. Oh, they're, not these as, say, they're not yeah. as good as
1: Savage Garden in some ways. No, no, not because by, they have by, a little mm-hmm. bit more
3: of a yeah, you
1: know, their songs are a little bit different
3: throughout and out. An but right? but I'm saying Savage Garden because that name by itself you thought was going to be so hard and they come out with the sappiest shit ever. <laughs> um, and the album did oh, not yeah. like the all yeah. of the sappiest shit, but it was still there, right? So you kind of had to put them down a peg or two because you thought they were going to come out stronger than what they did. This band kind of reminds me of that. Um, They have the capabilities or it had at the time the capabilities of doing something but they just didn't have all the right pieces in place in order to push it forward. And this particular album, I listened to it a couple of times. I, I'm not just sure saying I just liked it all the way through, but I did like a couple of cuts. Um, mainly the cut that I just really gravitated to because it was the only upbeat cut on the Damn album, which was "I'll uh, Go On and Say It." I know I wake up. So, yeah, go on to say it was the one that kind of kind of took me by surprise because I didn't expect that out of it compared to the rest of the album. So, But all in all, it was still a good choice for something that we had not heard. And it definitely is something that I would not say that I put on my radar, but if you came with another artist like this, I wouldn't be mad at it. Gotcha. Okay.
1: I feel like I could have picked this and then everybody would have hated it. <laughs> not just you, Dietrich. Or Dietrich would have liked it and everybody
3: else would have hated it. If yeah, I, I, I still would have hated it. I'm going to give it my opinion up front. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I, I actually did kind of towards the end, but because like I said, I wanted to take some of the sting off. It's not like I totally hated it, but I can understand why they didn't pop.
0: Okay, yeah, no. And, and I was kind of always curious about that. And I thought maybe you were going to say that you liked it because it was vibe, but that makes sense that it was just too vibe. Like the whole two album exactly. is, is just too vibe. And yeah, because it's one of those you do have to you're vibing so much that you kind of have to force yourself to listen to the lyrics and the story mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it, i I can, I can see that so yeah cool so for sure so, okay well thank you very much for at least trying it <laughs> so
1: yeah this would go really well with uh what is that show with like uh Grey's Anatomy, like when somebody dies, they'll throw one of the songs from this
3: album on. Or when somebody realizes that they actually do love that person that's about to leave and go take another job, you know, across the country. You'll hear one of these songs in the background. And then they're just like, oh, fuck.
1: There's
3: tears everywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You never listen to There's this tears everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a sad album. Or you you could study to this, or paint to, yeah, it's, it's like a around the house kind of like oh, I'm gonna chill because I just had a damn
3: <laughs> turned it into a DIY project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's
3: gonna be on the home network.
1: <laughs> Am me. I selling it? No, Oh, so. um.
3: I don't give it like zero
1: stars. I (laughs) give it two out of five.
3: It'll be on the next Pixar Upper episode. That's that's, that's, that's the vibe of it.
0: Exactly.
3: Doing the games. Yeah, let's get it. (laughs) It's
1: not actually. There's not enough of a vibe to it for
0: for a (laughs) Pixar
1: Upper show. oh (laughs) Oh man, I don't hate it. I don't. I think. I think I've. I wouldn't say it's Arcade Fire. I think that was a stretch.
0: Right. No, I, I know that was a stretch, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I got you.
2: I got you.
1: I appreciate so. it though. And I appreciate um, the name Blind Pilot cause it sounds like it's a metal band. <laughs> Three rounds of the sound is like, okay, this is definitely going to be like some hardcore shit. And then. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank it's God. not.
0: <laughs> it's not. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, hey, for sure. So, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. i didn't know how much I was going to surprise you guys, but I was like, okay, makes
1: I sense. I was going to start out with, uh, yeah, power cards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> power <cords. laughs> this, Gotcha. All right. Well, um, before we wrap things up, uh, hey, Brandon.
2: I, yes, Tosh.
0: I didn't forget you. You didn't. But
2: and I. You can't. shouldn't.
0: I shouldn't. Okay.
2: But you wouldn't. You wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't want to because then you'd miss out on my album choice for the next episode right so all mark for for next time is one of my favorite albums of all time and i am not kidding this is probably top five greatest albums of all time in my opinion and uh one that i listen to regularly every year multiple times um the album is from 1970 it is all things must pass by george Harrison.
0: All right. That uh, sounds cool. So I'm, I'm looking here. There's several different ones. Is there one in particular?
2: Well, I would recommend getting the original uh, pressing uh, okay. if you can. But there's there's a new one that actually just came out um, last year uh, or a couple years ago, two, three years ago. It was the 50th anniversary. Okay. Um, And it does have the song... I mean, there's a bunch of bonus tracks on there but it does if i remember right it does have the tracks in order okay um, so that that's a really good one to go with but if you can find the original pressing the 1971
0: okay yeah i was trying to find that on here and i i see the 1950s one so okay but, so
2: yeah the 50th anniversary edition, or 50th anniversary edition. One is, is a really good choice too okay, okay.
0: Yeah. So, yep. so, sounds good yeah so all right are we ready to wrap this bad boy up yes okay well, this has been Choice Tracks. Uh, you can find this on our website at tracetracks.com or email us at Choicetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. Uh, we have matching playlists on both uh, Pandora and Spotify. And we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I'm Taj. I'm
1: Brandon. I'm Damon.
3: And I'm Dietrich saying, hello. <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh, okay uh, my bad i got caught up in the moment uh, uh, anyways, yeah. um we're choice check uh we're gonna pick up the needle but y'all keep spinning those choice checks and i make the day twice oh, all yeah. right <laughs>